Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Horticulture Week podcast. I'm Matthew Appleby, Horticulture Week's editor, and today I'm with Southern Trident's CEO, Steve Harper. Now, Koya growing media company Southern Trident is to revamp its cocoa and Koya brand and is launching a new brand called Harmony Gardens at Glee in September. And this all comes in an environment where peat reduction is a big issue. In 2020, peat-free retail sales rose from 123,000 cubic metres to 537,000 cubic metres, including 158,000 of Koya. However, peat-based sales were up too. So, welcome Steve. Thank you, Matthew. Good to speak to you. Now, first of all, I want to um, ask you um, about something else you've been doing recently. Running for charity. What's, what's been going on there? I've tried over the last couple of years just to do a bit to support Perennial as one of our kind of industry charities. Um, and last year we did a um, climbing down the side of a building abseiling down the side of a building so this year I kind of thought what can I do and given with Covid and everything else thought about something that I could do without necessarily being around other people so um, I said to the guys there I would try and run or walk 2021 kilometres to see if I could raise 2021 pounds for the charity so um, that's what I've been doing so yeah it just means getting out forces me to go out running two or three times a week plus walking the dog. Brilliant. And uh, how close are you to your 2021? Um, I, it's, it's a way off at the moment, but um, I have to say I've been a little bit quiet because we've been busy. I've been a little bit quiet in terms of um, posting on social media and jollying people to um, chivy in. So I'll probably start to do that again once Glee's out of the way and, and things go that little bit quieter towards the end of the year. But um, I'm sure we'll get there. No, that's a great initiative. Um, now, talking about Glee, can you tell us a bit about your new launches? 
Yeah. Um, so um, we're kind of going from a place where at the moment we've got 66 products in our range and we're launching another 66 at Glee, just coincidentally. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, that's um, kind of reoriginating all of the packaging on the uh, where we're currently at the moment with the cocoa and coir, um compressed coir compost that we sell. Um, just kind of reinventing it slightly, making it a little bit more user-friendly from consumers, uh, making the packaging brighter and, and making the instructions for them a little easier and a little clearer um, for them to use. Um, and then we're launching um, some bagged growing media compost. I mean, you'll be unsurprised given my background to hear that. Um, so we're doing a couple of Koya products, again, under the Cocoa and Koya banner, um, a mulch to uh, offer as an equivalent to bark, but we're using Koya, and then 100% Koya peat-free compost, um, which has always performed really well for us compressed, so we're just making it as an alternative way for a consumer in a more standard format. And then, of course, we've got Harmony Gardens, which for us is the big launch this year, um, where there'll be a small range of compost or grain media initially, um, all peat free but the big point of difference I think to everybody else is it will be the first carbon neutral uh, peat free compost or first carbon neutral compost ever I think um, we're just trying to take that environmental step one step further great so how, how does that work how is it going to be carbon neutral so we've spent the last few months working out what our carbon footprint is measuring every element of carbon that we use as a business whether it's um, heat and light inside the factory, um, the energy that we use getting to and from work and on business, um, whether it's bringing the manufacturing of the coir in India and then the shipping of the coir across here, um, the carbon used in all of our packaging. Um, and then finally, the big part of the jigsaw puzzle is the carbon used shipping the product to um, our customers. So we've measured all of that. Um, and then we've been working with a business to find um, uh, an accredited way of offsetting that carbon so that we can gain carbon neutrality. Ah, okay. So how do you offset it? So we've, again, looked um, at projects in India um, because it links back to what we're doing. Um, and there is, we found a, a methane capture project um, methane releases about 13 times the amount of carbon, um, 13 times more um, kind of uh, carbon dioxide than carbon dioxide, if you, if you see what I mean. Um, and so we found a, a methane capture um, program in India um, where they're recycling or capturing and composting um, wood waste, uh, food waste and, and coconut waste. And obviously, given all our products come from coconuts, it seemed a good project to get involved in. Um, so that's what we've used um, to support that as a way of capturing methane and therefore offsetting our carbon footprint. Wow. So what products are in Harmony? So initially, we're starting relatively small. So we're, we've launched a, a multi-purpose, um, a soil improver with added nitrogen, so to give the plants a real good boost, um, and then a grow bag and a topsoil. So it's kind of pick out those core products that have volume um, with them. And that's where we're starting from. And we'll grow from that over the coming years. Oh, that sounds amazing. And I guess this is all linked in with your long, long running work with uh, the responsible sourcing scheme and traffic light systems to find out the whole, um, how much 
carbon and all the other things that um, products have, including through um, importing over the seas, in, including with Koya. So how, how closely does it link with the RSS? Yeah, I mean, the responsible sourcing scheme is obviously an important um, step forward for the industry that we can kind of look at all growing media equally and look at the things that matter in terms of what impact, um, environmental impact, impacts any product has. So it's looking at things like energy, water, pollution, habitat and biodiversity. Um, uh, so there's seven different measures that it's measuring. So um, that scheme is coming to fruition now and, and really the kind of launch of it will be at Glee um, and it will start appearing on packaging for the first time from kind of next season. So from January onwards, um, it'll appear on packaging. And most of the major manufacturers of ground media have signed up to the scheme. Um, and a good number of them are working on how they can put the accreditation and the scores onto their products as we have at Southern Trident. So you'll see the responsible sourcing information on our packaging as well as um, what we're doing around peat-free and carbon neutrality. Oh, that's brilliant. And uh, there's quite a bit of um, stuff going on with legislation <laughs> at the moment with uh, the government. Well, they're, they're launching a peak consultation. It was this summer, but it's no longer this summer. So it's this autumn. Do you know what the latest is on that? Um, there's consultation is, like you say, is supposed to be happening um, in the autumn period. Um, and I guess we're all sitting there uh, waiting um, for that consultation to start um, and then we can move it forward. So none of us are any the wiser as to what um, where this all might end up, um, although there's been some fairly clear statements made um, as to where people are trying to target the end of peak by 2024. Um, but um, we need to get through the consultation first and, and work forward. I don't think anybody disagrees um, that we need to use, uh, we need to stop using peat over the forthcoming years. I think the problem for the industry is the raw materials that replace it and how we access enough raw materials. You made the point earlier that this year as sales are grown for compost, that includes the amount of peat that's being used. The actual percentage of peat in the bags is going down, but because the overall volume of growing media is going up, therefore we're using more peat. So we've got to find those raw materials um, and in some instances we're competing with other industries for those raw materials and, and that's the problem that's facing the industry it, particularly if this is all moved down to a very short time frame. Does this mean anything for prices do you think? That's obviously a, a difficult one because peat free is generally seen as being a bit more expensive are there barriers there? Are those prices coming down? Uh, no, and I don't think they will. I think the market um, has to understand that prices are going to go up. Um, I think we've got a bit of a, a perfect storm at the moment um, with prices in the fact that we can see that um, energy prices through diesel and petrol are going up, so that's driving haulage costs up. Um, the price of oil generally has gone up, which is driving up the price of plastic bags. Um, as we need to move to new raw materials, um, the prices of those um, are going up. Um, and even um, the price of peat is going up because um, 
as you're probably aware, there's very little peat being harvested in Ireland now since the um, rules changed over there. So peat that's being accessed now is tending to come from the Baltics, which is more expensive. So grain media across the board, um, prices are only going to be going up in the short term, at least in one direction, and that's upwards. How do you think the retailers and the public feel about that? Um, I guess we've always got to be cautious um, of particularly the consumers. From the retailer's perspective, um, I think those that I speak to understand the situation and they're seeing it in other product areas as well for different reasons. Um, But I think the retailers understand why the prices are going up. This isn't manufacturers trying to... um, if you like, push price up for the sake of it. There's be there's genuine pressure behind it. Um, obviously, with the consumers, we have to keep the product as competitive as possible. But consumers will end up paying um, a pound or two more for a bag of compost, perhaps next year, than they paid this year. A pound or two more. So you reckon it'll be it'll be that much? It'll be sort of ten, twenty percent. What do you think it'll be? Yeah, I think I think ten to twenty percent is probably where it's going to be for next season and it's not nobody wants necessarily to push prices upwards but um, unfortunately um, everything the raw materials because they're constrained and there's various markets fighting for them are going up and then everything else that we do from the packaging and the transport is going up as well so um, as I said earlier it's that perfect storm at the moment. Is there enough coir around for you? Yeah, I mean, coir is the, um, I suppose, one of the things that we need to look at more proactively. As the other raw materials go up in price, then the fact that coir is a relatively expensive raw material, it, it becomes it more accessible because it gets closer to the, to the norm. Um, but certainly in terms of raw materials, yes, there is um, plenty of coir out there to be accessed and brought over. We have been increasing our capacity. Um, some of our team are over in India at the moment um, working on building a new factory over there to increase our capacity further. Um, so it's the, the capacity of coir and supplying more coir to the market is going to grow. It's not going to be the whole answer, um, but it's certainly going to be um, a significant part of it on two parts, really. One, because there's volume that can be brought across. Um, and two, because, um, and I guess I would say this, but it's been proven repeatedly this year, um, coir works really well as a peat alternative. Um, it's the only raw material that could be used 100% to replace peat. And, and certainly the cocoa bloom product that we've put into a bag as one of the cocoa and coir bagged products um, is 100% coir. It shows that it can work in that way. So I think it's a big part of the answer for the future. Now, Steve, you've been around the industry for plenty of years with Sinclair, uh, Borden Mona, and uh, you, know, you know how the consumers work um, and the retailers work. Um, and a lot of it is about efficacy and price. Do you think the consumer and the retailer is educated enough to um, understand that they can use a peat alternative or do they even care much? I think genuinely from a consumer perspective, um, when you talk to them, very few consumers really understand what's in a bag of compost. Um, It's this dark brown friable material 
that they plant their plants in and it grows and and it's been interesting talking to consumers about the whole peat debate and they really don't understand it. I mean, clearly there are um, a percentage more environmentally minded consumers that do, but the vast majority don't. Um, so it's just important that as we move forward and we supply peat-free alternatives, that we've got to make sure that they work. Um, and we've got to work with retailers in terms of educating, firstly, the retailers that these products look different. Um, and in some cases act slightly differently. So the consumer then has to be taught as well um, that there's different ways of doing it and the product might look very different to a product um, as looked previously. But I think that kind of issue of when we first started putting other material into a bag other than just peat, even because of peat reduction, the product doesn't look quite the same as it, it used to. So I think we've probably overcome most consumer resistance on that front. We just now have to make sure we deliver them a quality product that they get great results from. What's the retail take-up like for Southern Trident? Who who are you working with? So, I mean, up until um, I joined the business kind of tail end of last year, we were very much a, a, an online business. And we were supplying, because of the compressed form of our products, and obviously we do doormats as well, it was a very easy product to retail online. Um, but this year we've been working with um, bringing the product into kind of bricks and mortar. So we've been working with some uh, big retailers, with more big retailers to come. We've been working with some great garden centre groups, um, the likes of Dobbies and Squires, Klondike, Hilliers, um, to mention just a few. So um, we've now got our distribution out to hundreds of garden centres and retailers across, and um, we're working really hard on getting it signed up um, in a lot more for next year and that's already beginning to happen we're already signing contracts for next year that will probably um, treble or quadruple our distribution into retail next year brilliant and what, when you say big retailers non-garden center places are you in many of them um yeah we're just beginning to get into them so we've been doing some work um over the last number of months with um, home base and they've put it into um, 50 of their stores um, but from my perspective it's we just want to get the distribution out there so consumers can find the product um, but garden centres are an important part of that and then obviously the um, mass multiples that are out there as well um, we need to work and get in the product into those guys as well. So what's the, what's the sell-through like? Obviously, you're a little bit more expensive and don't really look the same as what people expect compost to look like, though that's going to change um, you know, from next season. But what, what's the sell-through like? What, how, is it, how is it going down with the consumers? Um, it's been selling well, and I suppose it's been a learning lesson for us this year. It's been really clear that we work with retailers about how they merchandise the product and show the product off, um, and also where they put the product, because it's a a non-typical product. Some retailers have um, struggled a little bit as to where to put it into their centre because it doesn't go outside with the rest of the composts. So where do they put it? But um, there's been some great sell through um, where the retailers have put merchandising in place. Um, some of them have put kind of expanded uh, wheelbarrows of the compost into their garden centres. And then the consumer sees immediately um, what the product is and, and what happens. Um, and then they can buy into it much more quickly. Um, it's doing very well um, on the high street. So we've got a couple of 
um, garden centres that we supply in London, which are kind of more high street garden centres, and also the new Little Dobbies format. Um, it's selling well out of there because obviously for those kind of formats, it works well as opposed to a big bulky bag of compost. No, indeed. And I guess you've got a, uh, a, these urban consumers uh, supposedly kind of more switched on, are they? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you generally do find quite often, um, particularly in some of the big cities, um, that they understand the environmental issues um, a little bit more. Um, I suppose maybe the impact on them in terms of where they live, despite having generally smaller gardens and the like, probably are in lots of cases more aware. Um, But to your point, it's about convenience, I guess, for those guys. Um, If you're shopping on a high street, um, it's convenient to pick up a small block and and take that home with you. Um, Obviously, if you're in a garden centre, that's slightly different. It hasn't stopped product selling through in garden centres. It's selling really well. but it's part of the reason why I've decided to also put a bagged offering alongside the compressed offering because we know that the volume of customers, there's a big volume of customers that are used to buying the product in that way. Um, so my view is give them the product in that way as well and, in, and then perhaps they'll buy more in the other way in the compressed version as well because they get used to using it. With your experience and knowledge, Steve, I can't think of anyone better to ask where you think the growing media market will be in 2024. I think if you believe everything that you hear in terms of the conversations, there is a good chance that by then we will be peak free. Um, But that will be driven by are there sufficient raw materials out there to replace peak? I think that's the only blocker from the market's position, from all the conversations I've had with manufacturers and all the conversations I've had with retailers, there seems nobody's sitting there saying that we've got to carry on using peat. There's some exceptional areas um, in terms of the grower market, um, and and I understand that. Um, But I think for the retail market, it's purely and simply going to be about can we find sufficient raw material? Can we access the right wood-based materials and the bark um, given that we're competing with construction and biomass for wood-based materials. Um, can we get the right quality green compost to blend into our products? Um, obviously, Koya will play a, a big part of what we're doing on that front. But there are new products coming into the market that we can use as well that are, um, are coming in, things like um, anaerobic digestate uh, being used more and more. And we perhaps need to um, think about how we sell product to consumers. So at the moment, and there's a little bit of research being done on this at the moment, um, a lot of multi-purpose compost is sold to consumers and they use it as a soil improver. Um, And that's basically taking the raw material that we can use for the um, multi-purpose and just digging it into the border. Whereas things like digestate and green compost they make the best soil improvers um, and you can only use that in a limited way in a growing media. So we'd be better off educating consumers that if they want to dig stuff into their border, dig material into their border, then use a soil improver, don't use a multi-purpose compost. That allows the industry to flex the way it uses the raw materials more efficiently. 
Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for that look into the future there, Steve. And uh, we're just about finished. But what we ask all our guests just before the end is, say you were stuck on a desert island. Perhaps you're on your way to India and you're on a little island somewhere near the Seychelles, maybe. And um, you could only take one plant. What would you take? It's <laughs> um, a, a difficult one because there's so many wonderful plants out there. I guess I've become a little bit old-fashioned over the last couple of years. I've started growing roses again, um, and they are a part a side of being beautiful. Um, some of the aromas that come from the plants are amazing. So I'd find a really nice um, rose, probably a white one, um, and I'd take that out there, put it in a pot and, and tend it. Thanks very much to Steve Harper from Southern Trident. And I'm Matthew Appleby, Horticulture Week editor. And this is the Horticulture Week podcast. Make sure you never miss a Horticulture Week podcast. Subscribe to or follow Hort Week podcast via Apple iTunes, Spotify or Google or your preferred podcast platform. So once again, thank you and goodbye till next time. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.